episode number 11 of the Who Am I podcast with the Southside Church of Christ. This is Brian Deal. I'm Jackson Wells. We're so glad that you decided to join us this week. Uh, you know, Jackson, St. Patrick's Day is this week. Yeah. It's coming up on Friday. Yeah. Now, here are some things about St. Patrick's Day. Do you know why we wear green on St. Patrick's Day? Because Irish people are green. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I don't know. I know like like it's green is a big deal in Ireland. Right. Well, uh, sort of. Yeah. So here's here's the funny thing. It started out as blue was the really? color that everybody wore. Yeah. And okay. then Americans, <laughs> because Ireland is known as the Emerald Isle. Yeah. Why would they Americans be blue? started wearing more and more green, and everybody just adjusted to us. Let's go, <laughs> so it America. Doesn't, it Let's doesn't go. really. It's not really rooted in Ireland or anything, oh, so boy. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> way to go, America. <laughs> and then and then somewhere along the way, the pinching started if yeah. you're not wearing green. When Do you know what the, that's about? W- no. I don't know what, like, because <laughs> little leprechauns are it, out to... It is related to really? leprechauns. <laughs> yes. Okay, so here's, the, the, here's what I was able to find. If you wear green... The legend goes, you're invisible I was say, to leprechauns. Unless they're from <laughs> Ireland, then you got to wear blue. Right. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so green hides you from leprechauns. Okay. And leprechauns <laughs> like to pinch. Okay. Why that means I have to pinch somebody for not wearing green, I don't know. So it's like... <laughs> it's like camouflage, but like, what if you're not fully wearing green? Uh, yeah, and they see your legs and you're wearing <laughs> blue jeans. But uh, yeah, so weird, weird that's, things that's about great. this holiday. That is great. <laughs> but uh, well, in keeping with the Irish theme, though, I wanted to ask you, Jackson, what would you say is the luckiest? You have ever been. Oh, man, we, I was reading the notes for this, and I knew you were going to ask me that, and I, I couldn't single it down to one answer. There have been, oh, <laughs> there have been many times in my life when I have experienced uh, luck. Uh, the first one that came to mind was um, when I was in high school. I got invited to go on a trip, but in order for me to go on a trip, I had to beat the competition at a test, and. I didn't have any competition. Literally nobody else was competing against me. So I got to go on the trip for for no apparent reason <laughs> okay. other than okay. like I still had to take the test. I still studied. I don't know why cuz I I like I thought for some reason I was like if I do so bad on this test they won't let me go even though right. there was nobody up against me. And, yeah. So that was like when I that was the first one. Um in college, I signed up for classes, and then by luck, I ran into uh, one of my classmates from middle school, and oh, they wow. were like, you need to take sign language. And so I was luckily able to sign up for that class, and it turned into a minor for me. So, like, yeah, that yeah. was pretty lucky. I, I've, I've gotten lucky when it comes to guesses. Uh, junior year of high school. <laughs> Our teacher asked, what is the angle that the earth is tilted on? And I had no idea what the answer is. Do you know what the answer is? 
14. It's 23 degrees. Okay. And I jo- and as I know that's your number. I don't know. It's, <laughs> I, and and oh, it's not 23. I, oh. I jokingly was like, uh, 23. And the teacher was like, actually, it's 23 and a half. Oh. And I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> well, I'll, okay. I'll take it. Um, and so, like, I, some, <laughs> some, that, that seems to happen, uh, uh, you know, every now and then. The, the, the last one, though, actually, there's two more. Sorry. <laughs> one time I went to Dunkin' Donuts and they gave me a free gift card. Just for no reason. <laughs> Just for showing they, up. Yeah, yeah. Now, it wasn't like a $30 gift. It, it might have covered a coffee, you know, but, like, they just gave me a gave me a free gift card. How random. It was very random. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it was, like, a pay-it-forward kind of deal, and I was just, like, not paying attention. But, like, I don't think there wasn't anybody in line. They just gave me a gift card. Um, so that was that was nice. And then I went to the movies fairly recently, all I had to do was buy the ticket. I had enough points stored up to where I could get a medium drink. And so okay. I went to the counter, got a medium drink, and she was like, actually, you could upgrade this to a large. And I was like, really sweet. That's pretty lucky. And so then I was like, I'm going to go ahead and get a popcorn. Sure. And so I ordered like a medium popcorn. And she's like, actually, you get a large popcorn for free. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what? But why? <laughs> Like that was no indication on any of my notifications that I should have gotten the free large drink and free large popcorn. So, like, I she was flirting with you. I I guess, I guess. Um, But mathematically, the luckiest I have ever been has to come from a uh, a Bible school uh, game we used to play back at Horton Chapel when I was young. Um, It was like a board game we'd play in class every now and then, and there was a six-sided dice and I believe a 12-sided dice. Okay. And before we started, I took the dice and I was just shaking them up and throwing them on the table, you know, messing around. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to call it. I rolled a six-sided dice and a 12-sided dice three times in a row and called it correctly three times in a row. That's really weird. That is really weird. The, for the total of the two of them added up together? No. no. I said, on this one, I'm going to roll a three, and on this one, I'm going to roll a five. Or How something weird. like that. And I and I got it right every single time. And then, and then I probably... That's some black went, magic or something. And it, was in, <laughs> it was in church. So, you know, like, like what's going on here? <laughs> So I don't really have a, a great story for me. Uh, I rarely ever win things or whatever, which is fine, that, whatever. Uh, but there was a, a, an interesting story from college. It was our, our last year in undergraduate. So we're coming up on, on graduating and everything. And my wife and I were, were, we were already married and we were walking through the student center and just happened to see a a display that we had forgotten about where it was, uh, they were taking up donations because the, the, the student body president that year, uh, every year the student body president would, uh, get to, uh, go out on the football field at homecoming with this live bison. Okay. That they would have a guy bring in with a trainer, that, you know, and everything. But he said, 
instead of me getting to do that this year, I want to raise money to help dig some wells in Uganda. And he said, what we're going to do is it's just basically going to be like a raffle and it's a dollar a ticket. And so my wife and I were walking through the student center and we see the they're they're just about done. We're like, oh, it's is it too late? You know, and they said, no, 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 you can still contribute. You know, we're just kind of about to start packing up for the day. And I mean, it's for the week, really. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah. done. And we said, okay, you know, we'll we'll throw five dollars in, ten dollars in, something like that, because we we wanted to help out with yeah. this mission work. Yeah, with, and with helping if, people. If you want to know more about giving, refer back to last week's episode. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And so that's that's all we thought about it. You know, we never thought about it again until a couple weeks later in chapel, they said, hey, we're going to announce the winner of the drawing for who gets to go out on the field and ride the bicycle. Wait, you get to ride it? Yeah. What? Did you say that at the beginning? Maybe I didn't. Okay. I whenever you said it, I thought I was just imagining I get to stand next to the buffalo and take a picture. No, no. <laughs> okay. Maybe 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 you did. And, and in the back of our minds, we always kind of wondered if Steve uh Steve Cloer, by the way, our student body president, if he would really just didn't want to ride the bison, you know, if that's yeah, really the I'm, motivation here. <laughs> I'd have been fine not riding the bison. Sure enough. They draw Dana's name. No way. <laughs> How do I not know this? <laughs> everybody in, like, we're in chapel, and everybody that's our friends, we're sitting with all of our friends, and they're immediately like, you got to be kidding me, and they're all getting excited. And Dana wasn't even there. <laughs> so did she, <laughs> she was win? doing her student teaching. Oh. <laughs> so she wasn't in chapel that morning. And so, you know, this is, you know, nope, we didn't have, all have cell phones or anything. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, when she gets home that day from school, from teaching at our apartment, I'm like, you're not going to believe who's riding the bison. It, oh, man. And it's you. And so somewhere, you know, this is, again, before cameras on our phones and everything. Yeah. Somewhere we we have a printed out picture that we got from the that is uh, yearbook awesome. people of Dana riding awesome. the bison. And uh, she wrote, they <laughs> wrote it out on the field and, and everything, and then turned around and came back. And, and uh, she, I was like, well, How was it? How was it? She was like, Really uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it was really I mean, bumpy. Ri- <laughs> riding, uh, I'm not much on riding animals. Oh, okay. Um, right. A horse is like uncomfortable enough. And I'm just a mat, like a buffalo is so wide. Yes. Like that couldn't be comfortable. Yeah. Um, she said it was just really bouncy and rocky, and you know, just yeah. not not terribly enjoyable. But I, I couldn't handle that. Just a crazy, crazy thing. That that's awesome. It just was really funny. The, the <laughs> I, mean, I don't know that I've ever won a raffle, you know. Right. Um, and and when it when it comes to games that are straight up luck, drives me crazy. Bingo. <laughs> B- I hate bingo. bingo. <laughs> um, just it, it, it's all it's all luck. But there was a guy at a conference went to. Uh, this past January, there are all these sponsorship booths that are set up, you know, and you can go up to them and put your name down for the drawing that they're going to have at the end of the week, and you might be able to win an Xbox or a HomePod or a trip somewhere, you know. This guy won three things. Oh, good grief. It was like, we need to to put – once you win one, you can't win anymore. Yeah, you should be done. But he won three things, (laughs) and, like, these weren't, like, skimpy gifts. They were – it was. I'm pretty sure he won a HomePod and a trip to Pepperdine. Oh, good grief! <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, 
Well, now we're going to move into the meat of the week. And this week we're asking the question, am I a prodigal? Now, this is a study that that really focuses in on one of Jesus' most popular, most well-known parables, which is called either the lost son or the prodigal son. And that word prodigal is not interchangeable with lost. That's not really what it what it means. It, it's a word that means wasteful. All right. And and this is a parable that is told in Luke chapter 15 and is really a part of a series of three parables that Jesus tells because there were some who, who were watching Jesus' actions and they were not pleased with the fact that he was spending so much time with people who were particularly sinful people. This episode is going to be a little bit different uh, from the other ones that we've recorded because what we're going to try to do is approach uh, this parable by Jesus from the perspective of the prodigal son himself. We're going to try and consider what was going on in his life before he left, while he was gone, try to understand what was going on in his mind, hopefully as a way of potentially helping you, the listeners, understand the ebb and flow of your relationship with God. We all know that none of us have a perfect relationship with him. Definitely not. And and I think that's what makes this parable uh, particularly interesting to all of us at different times in our lives. And so so let's get started. If you uh, are are sitting at home or something and, and you want to look in your Bible at Luke 15, uh, you're welcome to do so. Uh, as the scene opens on this parable, we... Jesus tells us about a father and his two sons. And one of these two sons asks his father for his inheritance early. Now that's something that was was not exactly a a kind, respectful thing to do. This was a fairly insulting thing to do. Hey, Dad, instead of waiting until you're dead, maybe I could have my inheritance now. Yeah. You know, I don't know. That's uh, I don't think I don't know too many dads that would take kindly to that even today. No, not at Definitely all. Definitely not uh, back then. But this son, he gets his inheritance. His father agrees to it, he, and he takes that inheritance, and he leaves town. So the first question <laughs> that... That, that we have here is, what do you suppose, Jackson, he was thinking? Why would he do something like this? The the first thought that I had was he wanted to get out of town. He was like, there are bigger and better things outside of my father's home. I'm ready to leave. There's no reason for me to stay. And yeah, bigger if, and better. Yeah, and <laughs> if, as we'll see, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> um, so I, I think that he, he, we don't know how old the prodigal son is, but I imagine him being younger. And that idea is prevalent even today. We want to leave because we want to make something of ourselves by ourselves. Mm. Wanted to make something of himself, maybe. Uh, yeah. Bigger and better things. Wanted more yeah. out of life, and and this is not a life that's going to give me more. Yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's and you're right. That's a, that's something that people struggle with even today. The idea that uh, I I really think that I was meant for more. Yeah. You know, whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> and or 
or you know people feel feel trapped by their life they feel discontent in the life that they have now and so they're they they start looking for answers mm-hmm. in other places and that leads to all kinds of terrible decision making yeah yeah you know, we see that with the prodigal son here oh, but we man. see that 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 ruins marriages yeah uh, when when one spouse begins to think you know i'm i'm supposed to have more in life than than what this is giving me mm-hmm. um or or you know they're dis, dissatisfied with all that they're able to have uh, with this spouse and then there's fear of missing out. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and again, we, we don't know about the relationship that this son had with other people, but perhaps he sees other people going off and doing their own thing, and he's like, I right. want to be like them. I want, to, I want to do my own thing. Again, this is something we struggle with because we see maybe in person, but definitely on our screens, how well everybody's doing and how much fun (laughs) they're having. And we want to have that. And to have that, we have to end up wasting so much time and money to try and match it. And then we end up realizing that it's not worth it. (laughs) Absolutely. And, And really, this may indicate some deeper spiritual issues that were going on with the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. For sure we know that it's an indicator of deeper spiritual issues with us oh, yeah. many times when we are are just discontent for whatever reason. We, we're trying to keep up with the Joneses or whatever yeah. phrase yeah. you want to use. I wonder what this the modern keep up with the Joneses is. Is it, <laughs> well, it's keeping up with the Kardashians. I was going to say, <laughs> is, is it, doesn't that TV show tell us what it I is? I think I just now made that connection. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, all right. As we as we move in to further into this parable, verses 13 and 14 tell us that after moving off and, and taking his inheritance with him, the son squandered everything. He was wasteful. This is where the prodigal idea comes into the story. But at the same time, we also find out that a famine hits, and this son is left destitute. He is trying to find any work that he can, and he ends up working with pigs, which is a horrible situation for a Jew to be in because working with pigs day in and day out means that day in and day out you are automatically unclean. So no question this guy has hit rock bottom. Yeah. So, Jackson, how do you think he felt at this point in his life? He probably was like, man, I should not have been playing bingo. <laughs> I should not have been playing bingo. <laughs> no, the, to, to, to get your inheritance, which we don't know how much it was, but it had to be enough to move off to a different place. Right. So it had to be a pretty good amount. And then to, to lose it all, he had to be making some pretty unwise decisions. Sure. And he was probably feeling a bit regretful because – he lost everything, and there are consequences to your actions, and he definitely wished he was not experiencing those consequences. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I imagine he, he was probably also ashamed. Oh, yeah. there's he, he was probably, you know, tending to the pigs or whatever and hoping that none of his Jewish friends would come by and see him right. and see how poorly he was doing. Um, yeah, can you imagine, you know, the... 
the friends, maybe the the people that he had grown up with, coming along and seeing him out there. Oh yeah, and, and I mean, just what a horrible situation for him yeah. to be in. I think it, it's different for us today because there are so many times when we find ourselves in horrible situations that unfortunately we've put ourselves in, right? And we are able to to put a filter on it and and make it seem like we're doing better than what we are. Um, <laughs> yes. Because if if somebody you know, alternate universe, different story, prodigal son, the father comes in and sees him in the field or, or, or in the in the pen with the pigs or a friend comes and sees him. They they have an opportunity to to come take him out of that pen and, and doctor him up there. We we don't we sometimes don't have that opportunity because we shield everybody from seeing our problems. Oh right, absolutely. And and it's again a product of it's a product of the times. And and it definitely is is shame. We we don't want people to think that mm-hmm. we're weaker or in a worse off situation than what we actually are. Right, right. Perhaps the only option that he could come up with was going home. Yeah, and I think in one of the, one of the things that might have been going through his head while he was in the pig pen was, man, I wish I was at home. I wish I was <laughs> yes. at home. What a terrible series of bad choices it has been to mm-hmm. get me to this point. And the home sure sounds nice. Yeah. And so in, in this parable, in verses 18 and 19, we're told that he decides he's going to go home. He's going to offer himself to his father as a hired servant. Not as a son, just yeah. as a hired servant. And I can't help but wonder, as he's making that journey back home, and he's getting closer, and he's getting closer, Jackson, what do you think's going through his mind on that journey back home? Whenever I have to ask somebody for something, I think of all the what-ifs. <laughs> oh, no. What, yeah. if they, what if they say no? Right. What if my father doesn't want me back to even be a hired servant? What if he tells me to go back to where I came from? Wow. Yeah. What, what if, what if, what if? And the <laughs> anxiety that builds up in you, the worry. Yes. Oh, man, it would have been nerve-wracking. Uh, and, and for him to even, like, come up with this, he's got the dialogue, he, he's ready to go, right. his father could still reject him. Absolutely. How many times do you think he rehearsed that speech on his way home? <laughs> Probably a lot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because it's interesting, you know, if you read through here, when he, you know, the idea is he he comes up with this, exactly what he's going to say to his father, and then he meets his father, and he says exactly what he's been planning to say all along, you know, he's he's, he's rehearsed it. I mean, I think that's exactly what we would do, you know, in in those kind of circumstances, man, I I know exactly what I want to say, I want to know how I want to say it, you know, I want to make sure I get it just right, Mm -hmm. so that maybe... They'll be okay with yeah. what I'm saying. Well, and and think about like what what would have happened if the father says no. Oh man! Like where does he have to go? the The reason that he's reaching out to his father is because this is his last place for hope. This right. is where the, right. even as a hired servant, <laughs> he's got he's got something. He's not going to be in the pen with the pigs, you know. He has to go to his father. It's his last option. Absolutely, and it's still nerve wracking. So we keep reading, you know, he's he's making his way home, and we get to verse 20, and we have this incredible scene of the father who sees this son coming home from a long ways off, 
And he goes running to him. He embraces him. Don't you think, Jackson, don't you think that had to be such an incredible relief for this son? For sure. Unless he thought the father was chasing him away. Unless, <laughs> <laughs> No, a- absolutely. I think the, the relief that had to come over him in that moment was he, he, he's excited to see me. I right. I took his I took his money I ran and even though it's completely obvious that I've squandered it all away he still wants me. Yeah, yeah, an incredible burden has has been lifted. All that anxiety leading up to to that to mm-hmm. that moment, you know. Now there there is a lot more to this parable. There are other characters in yeah. in this parable that that we could spend time talking yeah. about, but really. I think for the purposes of, of today's episode, we want to just focus on the mindset of this prodigal son because at some point in all of our lives, we're going to be in need of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And we may feel like this son, like, I don't know that I deserve God's love and forgiveness. Yeah. And really, when when this son made the decision to go home that's not even what he was looking for he wasn't looking for love and forgiveness he was just hoping for a job yeah and the reality is in some ways we're right we don't deserve god's love and forgiveness and grace but thankfully god's love and grace are not built on what we deserve God, just like the father in this story, he is ready to embrace us with open arms if we will make the same decision as this prodigal son and return to him. Yeah. I, I think this parable is by far my favorite uh, that Jesus okay. gives. Um, it's a beautiful story. I'm actually going to... I'm going to read a verse, uh, verse 21. This is after... The son sees the father running to embrace him. Yes. He sees that the father is excited to see him. And in verse 21, he still gives his speech. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) He says, uh, (laughs) Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. He is repentant. He is sorry, and he wants to change. Yes. He, He is repentant. The beautiful part of this story comes from verses 22 through 24. I'm going to read all three of them. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. When we return to God when we repent of our sins and, and put him in the driver's seat, we get a chance to live again. If this son had stayed in whatever town he was in, in the pig pen, right, right. He, he might not have died immediately, but he would have died without his father. Yes. The wages of sin are death. That's Romans 6.23. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. When we return to God, we get life. 
And that right. is absolutely beautiful. And whenever we think, oh, well, that if, if, if we sin, we die, but if we go to God, it's life. That should be an easy decision. <laughs> but even on the way back home, this prodigal son was fretting about what he was going to say to his father. Oh, yeah. And it was complete. He didn't need to. <laughs> he didn't need right. to at all. He, he just needed to show up and, and be with his father, and his father forgave him. Yes. And that's we. It, it's as simple as us swallowing our pride, admitting to God that we've messed up, and He celebrates. <laughs> yes. It's it's a it's a beautiful story, and when we return to Him, we get to live in Him. And I think that the reason that Jesus tells this parable gives the parameters the the way that He does with how all this transpired with this son going away and squandering his inheritance before his dad has even passed away, all these terrible choices. He's painting a picture of someone that it would be hard if it was just us. It would be hard to forgive if that was my son. Oh, yeah. Right? (laughs) And so we can can relate to, man, this kid really messed up. But wow, what an incredible story of forgiveness this turns out to be. Unreasonable amounts, unwarranted amounts of forgiveness. Right, right. And I think that what that's intended to do is is help us understand that it doesn't matter how far we may have wandered. God is is ready for us mm-hmm. when we turn back to him. So am I a prodigal? Well, you might be. Maybe you are right now finding yourself far from God. Uh, maybe right now you're like that prodigal son, and you're looking around thinking, boy, I've made some mistakes. <laughs> and maybe you need to to make some changes. Maybe you have gone out into this world, and you've tried all kinds of ways to live life, and you've realized that the things in this world that, that we are offered are not ever going to bring lasting peace and happiness if that's you right now, or if that's you sometime down the road, I hope that that you'll remember to turn back to our Heavenly Father. Well, Jackson, any any final thoughts? Any no. The 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 image that's in my head is this uh, the Father when when you turn back to Him with His arms open wide, ready ready for you. <laughs> yes. Yes. He, he he's he's never gonna turn your back or His back on you. That's exactly right. Very comforting. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. As always, we hope this week's episode will help you to grow in your identity as a follower of Jesus. Have a great week.